Well, grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Think about a celebrity who you would like to meet. Maybe it's a musician, or an athlete, or an actor, right? Whoever it is. Usually, the closest you've come to meeting them is listening to their music, or seeing their game on TV, or watching their movies, right? If you have some money, then maybe you can buy a ticket to see them live. But they have no idea that you're there. If you have even more money, then maybe you can pay for a meet and greet. You can get a few moments of their time, and an autograph, and if you're lucky, you get your picture taken with them. And if you have more money than you know what to do with, you can always book them to play for you and your friends. But of course, most of us don't have that kind of money. The next best thing is if you know somebody who knows them. Maybe then you can inter get introduced that way. 30 years ago, back in 1994, that happened to me. I was a high school freshman at the time, and I liked drawing cartoons. I was even the cartoonist for the high school newspaper. Somehow, my dad's boss got tickets to an exclusive party to celebrate Mike Peters' 25th anniversary at the Dayton Daily News. If you don't know who Mike Peters is, he's the nationally syndicated cartoonist who drew Mother Goose and Grimm. He's also known for his political cartoons. Well, my dad's boss couldn't attend the party, and he remembered my dad saying that I like drawing cartoons, so he gave the tickets to my dad in Wheelands. It was a black tie affair and the first time I ever wore a tux. Right, so this was a fancy party. At some point during the party, I got to meet. I was excited, but I also felt awkward. Right, here I was meeting a local celebrity cartoonist, but I was also a 14-year-old boy wearing a cummerbund and a bow tie for the first time. <laughs> it was exciting, but weird. We talked a little bit, and I got my picture taken with him, and later he even gave me a personalized drawing of Grim the dog. Both of which I found in my closet at home this past week, so I have a little show and tell. After service, you can look at the picture and see how spiffy 14-year-old Kurt looks in his tux. <laughs> now, there's no way that I could have met my peers if my dad hadn't got those tickets from his box. Basically, I knew somebody who knew somebody. The same thing happens in today's gospel. But we need to back up first. Today's scene follows right after the one we heard last week, when Jesus cast that demon out of the guy in the synagogue. The last line of that reading said, At once, Jesus' fame began to spread throughout the surrounding region of Galilee. 
Okay, so this exorcism was Jesus' first public act in the Gospel of Mark. And it put him on the map. We could say that his debut song landed at number one on the charts and he became an overnight celebrity. Now, lots of people want to meet him and have him do an encore for them. So, what does he do? Well, after Jesus left the synagogue, he went to the house of Simon and Andrew. Because Simon's mother-in-law was sick with a fever. So, think about it. Jesus' fame is starting to spread. People are beginning to flock towards him, but who's the next person he helps? Not somebody with a lot of money who can pay for his time, but somebody who knows someone. I mean, this woman's son-in-law is one of Jesus' disciples. So clearly she's got a foot in the door. Jesus came to her house, lifted her by the hand, and the fever left her. Well, of course, not everybody had a relative who was one of Jesus' disciples, so everybody else just started lining up outside the door. They all want to meet this miracle-working celebrity. And the text says, that evening at sunset, they brought to him all who were sick or possessed with demons, and the whole city was gathered around the door. So I can imagine this line of people just stretching outside of Simon's house for miles. Maybe some people were kind of pushing and shoving their way to the front, saying that their condition was worse than somebody else's. Almost like it was a triage at the ER. But no matter how the crowd was behaving, Jesus was there. And he helped them. The text says... And he cured many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. Now today, I think we sometimes get jealous of the people who actually got to meet Jesus in person. Imagine if you were there. You could see him. You could touch him. Or have him touch you. And instead of getting an autograph or a selfie or a personalized cartoon, he would give you a personalized miracle for your specific need. That would be pretty cool. That's what the disciples were thinking too. They saw this crowd of people, and they saw that Jesus was helping them, and they wanted to keep this up. They wanted as many people as possible to see Jesus. But then, the next thing you know, Jesus was gone. And so, acting like a good agent, Simon tracked him down to the deserted place where he was praying. And he said, everyone's searching for you. Translation, where have you been? You can't just leave people waiting like that. You want to give them a positive fan experience, right? If you want to keep trending and maintain your five-star reviews, then get back out there. I can understand where he's coming from. 
Like Simon, we see a bunch of people in this world who are in pain and suffering. And yes, I know, sometimes we'll hear stories about somebody who did get a miraculous healing. Like the cancer went away, or the tumor shrunk, or the memory was restored, or whatever. Those stories seem more like the exception than the rule, though. There are still a lot of people in this world waiting to see Jesus. Waiting for him to do something in their lives. Maybe you feel like you're still waiting. And this is what often happens when we read these healing stories in the Bible. We usually focus on just the physical aspect of it. We wish that Jesus could do today for us what he did for all those people back then. But really, it's not a surprise that we think that way, because that's exactly the way the crowd in the story was thinking too. They wanted Jesus to be a miracle-making machine. They heard that he did this for others, so why not for them too? This is why the disciples want him to get back to it. But Jesus knew that there was something more important. He said, let us go on to the neighboring towns, so that I may proclaim the message there also. For that is what I came out to do. And he went throughout Galilee, proclaiming the message in their synagogues and casting out demons. Well, that seems kind of mean, doesn't it? What about all those people who are still lining up at the door waiting their turn? It's like waiting in line for hours for an amusement park ride, only to hear that the ride malfunctioned and is now shut down. Other people got to ride it, but not you. You waited all this time, but now you're out of luck. But here's the thing. If Jesus wanted to be a miracle-making machine, he could have just set up shop there in Capernaum. He could have helped people, made a lot of money, and had a really easy life. His disciples could have been his publicists and his bodyguards, and they could have made a little bit too. The biggest celebrity in the world will always draw a crowd. So it would be a steady business. Right? I mean, if you think Taylor Swift draws a lot of people, imagine how many people would come out for Jesus. People would come from all over the place just to be touched by him. He would be the ultimate tourist destination. But that's not what Jesus wanted. Instead, he chose to do two things. First, he chose to leave Capernaum, not because he didn't care about people, but because he did care about people. In other words, if he had stayed there, then only the people in Capernaum, or only those who could travel there, would see him. Jesus left so that he could travel to see others. 
he left so that he could meet other people, including you. And second, he left so that he could proclaim the message. For that is what I came out to do. Once again, Jesus' teaching and healing are not two separate things, but two ways of saying the same thing. So that means that anyone who hears his teachings and takes them to heart is healed, even today. Maybe you aren't physically cured, But being cured is not the only way you can be healed. In fact, in Greek, the word for healing and the word for salvation are the same word. Jesus does more than just tend to the body. He saves us. He saves you. Today, those in the medical field can help heal the body. But Jesus is the only one who can save us. Jesus left Capernaum that day so that he could bring his life-saving word to you. None of us have the money to pay a celebrity to hang out with us. And very few of us are lucky enough to know somebody who knows somebody. But all of us have something much better. All of us have a Savior who knows each one of us. He refuses to sell tickets or sign autographs or draw personalized cartoons. Because he would rather bring his life-giving and life-saving word to you. For example, rather than wishing that we could see Jesus in person like those original disciples, remember, you can see and touch Jesus right here at this table. Taste and see that the Lord is good, right? I know it's not quite the same as it was for them, but Jesus is still here because he promises to be here. Celebrities are often distant from us. They're on the stage or on the field or on the screen, and they don't even know you're there. But Jesus is not distant. Jesus is closer to you than the food in your stomach. He is the one who genuinely cares for you. He is the one who left Capernaum to give you his promises of love and grace and mercy. He is the one who gives you his very life. He is the one whose word heals you. He will never leave you or forsake you or forget about you. 
And so now, like Simon with his mother-in-law, we can't help but introduce him to others. Because he has changed our lives. And we want others to experience it too. How's that for meeting somebody famous? In the name of this one who heals us and saves us, Jesus Christ our Lord.